Good evening and welcome to Captain Cambino's Cabana live Friday, December 9th, 2022. That was Christmas Vacation by Mavis Staples from probably the greatest Christmas movie of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, released December 1st, 1989. Um, phenomenal soundtrack. Um, which actually it didn't even have its own official soundtrack. It had, it had a, just a lot of a lot of great movies like that don't have their own soundtrack for some reason. But um, Christmas Vacation will forever go in the annals of time of one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Such a great comedy. And that's the topic of tonight here in the in the cabana. Is uh, gonna be a pretty chill cabana tonight. We're gonna talk about Christmas movies. So. Um, what the heck? Let's see what we got. So, hope everybody's having a great, had a great week, had a great day. Um, weather here sucks. It's like in the 60s, you know, and for December, uh, hopefully it'll get cold again soon, but, um, you know, can't complain, but, uh, I'm just ready for it to get, you know, Christmas weather, you know, cold and maybe, maybe a white Christmas. We'll see. So, um, you never know. So, hope everybody had a great, great week and, um. Looking forward to the holidays. It's always fun. I mean, the movies are great. Uh, great Christmas movies, music, you know, lots of lots of good times and good to be able to catch up with family and things like that. So, and we're going to get to some um, college football, the bowl games. We'll discuss those a little bit and this weekend's NFL action. So, um, a few sports topics here and there to talk about. Not much. You know, mainly the Christmas movie. So I wanted to run down. Let's get started. So um, I'm going to mention some Christmas movies, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll miss some here and there. But um, you know, this is this is my take on it, and everybody's got their own preference and what they prefer and what they like to what they like to see every year, a tradition. And so, hey, do it, do it, do what you got to do, whatever floats your boat. So um, this is uh, this is. The the Captain Cambino's Cabana. We're pretty chill here, so we're gonna, you know, pour yourself, pour yourself a uh, margarita, and uh, enjoy. Let's chill and find out what we got here. So, I made a little list here. Um, of course, I just mentioned uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo um, came out in 1989. I actually remember going to see it in the movie theater. I was uh, I was 10 years old, so. It was a Tuesday night, so my parents let me go on a Tuesday night. My, uh, my little brother and I, I think, went to see it, and I remember waiting on them after the movie was over to pick me up. It was just so funny; I just couldn't stop laughing. I mean, a lot of the stuff I didn't really, maybe the innuendos I didn't really get, but whatever. I was a kid, so I mean, it was, it was still funny. I mean, it's Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is gold. I mean, he's just hilarious. So, just a, one of the best comedies ever. I mean, just it hits home and. Um, you can always bring something like from Christmas vacation into everyday life. So it, you know, especially the scene where <laughs> he's talking to Bill and my buddy, Jason Bailey, um, friend of mine, good friend of mine. He, he can't stand Bill. Bill. Let's think about this. Bill was the ultimate asshole. Bill was asking Clark if he, about his Christmas bonus. And, you know, I guess when, when Clark was that scene, when Clark was playing with the pool, like his design of the pool, and, uh, he, you know, Bill says, you okay? He goes, uh, yeah, and, you know, hey, Bill, did you get your bonus yet? Uh, I just talked to my son. Company messenger dropped something off at the house. I guess that's it. 
Did you get yours? No. Well, if it's not if it's not there, I'm sure it's on its way. And, you know, he just, it's like, hey, Bill, thanks for calling me and asking me about my bonus, man. Instead, I got a damn Jelly of the Month club. So, Bill is the ultimate asshole. He wasn't Clark's friend. Just throwing that out there. But, anyway, um, Bill is also the actor that, that plays uh, Supervisor O'Boyle on uh, King of Queens. So, pretty funny. But, anyway. <laughs> so, Clark, when they're talking about the... Uh, where it is you're going to be a food additive designer of the year and the, the, the crunch enhancer or something. And <laughs> it's just the way they're talking about it. It coats and seals the flake, prevents the milk from penetrating it. Yeah, it's a beautiful product. <laughs> when, he meets Mr. when they see Mr. Shirley, Brian Doyle Murray, one, another, um, another fellow, um, he and Chevy Chase have done a lot of movies together. They were in Caddyshack and... But um, when <laughs> layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon nobody understands. Yes, sir. Oh, Mr. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card, and uh, my wife and I are very flattered that you remembered us. And that guy looks over, he goes, corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. <laughs> Gets Clark and Bill mixed up. So Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. So <laughs> just love that scene. I mean, you could do, a lot of people can, I'm sure, can, understand that with at work you know people you don't want to care for but just love that scene um of course you know the the whole part where they're trying to get the against the tree and russ says dad did you bring a saw don't he forgets the saw <laughs> i mean how the heck did they get it out of the ground i mean geez thing was huge but it's just funny you know chevy's chevy's face i mean <laughs> Anyway, um, just just a great, just a, such a such a funny movie. So I know, I know I'm going on and on about Christmas Vacation, but uh, I, w- I will give the rant to you maybe maybe tonight or maybe another time. But the whole I can actually do the whole scene, so it's just it just comes naturally to me. So, but um, I will I will give you one right now for the the one where um, <laughs> where the tree uh, Lewis got the tree set the tree on fire with a cigar, and uh, the the. Ellen's parents are about to leave, and Clark sees it, and he goes, Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out of this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas as Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And as soon as Santa squeezes his fat white ass down the chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. <laughs> so he's lost it. He's done. He's, he's like, I've had it. I'm going to have a Christmas. I don't care what happens. I mean, it's just classic. It never gets old. <laughs> and um, Eddie, when, <laughs> when Aunt Bethany brings over that box of Jello, <laughs> and Eddie licks it off of Ellen's finger, lime. <laughs> that would be your jello, Eddie. Could you please, uh, Russ? Um, why don't you go back in the living room and uh, enjoy yourselves? <laughs> he looks at Russ. He goes, "Come on, boy. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Let's go find your sister." <laughs> just, what was that all about? You know, <laughs> just funny. He's just <laughs> Eddie. 
I mean, just just classic. <laughs> Older kids preparing for his career. College carnival. Got to be proud. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that's going on and on about Christmas Vacation there, but um, that's uh, such a phenomenal film. So hope you know, check it out. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation available on Apple TV. Most of these are that I'll be naming off. So uh, next one we'll go to A Christmas Story which uh, came out in 1983 and it was based on his life in the, I guess the 40s or 50s. I can't remember the, the years that they were for his, his childhood. But uh, Ralphie, the main character, play, played by Peter Billingsley and his little brother Randy and then the dad uh, played by Darren McGavin and uh, I forget the mom's name, so forgive me, but um, just just a classic film, you know, growing up and that one thing we all wanted, and he wanted that official uh, Red Rider BB gun and the, just the house, everything about it. I mean, people, I, I think everybody across the country, somewhere, somebody's got a leg lamp from uh, A Christmas Story. So, I mean, just a great... Great comedy, but the thing is, here, here's one thing about Christmas Story. I actually bought it on DVD. I, I bought it on DVD years ago. But what's funny is I don't know anybody else that has it on DVD. The reason is, you don't really have to. It's on every Christmas Eve and Christmas Day on, on TBS 24-7. You don't need to buy the DVD. It's, it's just going to be repeat. You'll see it enough. You don't, like, I'll just wait till next year. So, I don't know anybody that has a DVD besides myself. So... Interesting little tidbit there, but uh, actually the house, I have been to the house. I was there in 2019. I, 2019, I um, took a trip to Cleveland, Ohio. I was, um, it was November, a uh, week before Thanksgiving, uh, 2019. And uh, I traveled to see the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns. And I've always wanted to go to Cleveland. And I know people say like, why Cleveland? The mistake by the lake? Psh, I don't care. Cleveland's a great city. I love it. Had a blast. I'll take it over Nashville any day. I don't care what anybody says. Cleveland is awesome. And just like the Drew Carey show, Cleveland rocks. The people are friendly. The, the, the Browns fans are phenomenal. They are diehard. They are loyal. And, I mean, they just, you know, don't piss them off, though. And just, just mind your business. But they are loyal and... They're just they're they're good they're good fans they're very dedicated, but the city the people I mean the the bars restaurants everything was phenomenal, but I found out I just totally forgot about when I was up there that the house is there it was filmed outside of Cleveland I think it's Trenton Ohio, and just a suburb and I took it that Saturday morning I was like I, you know booked a, a lift and I you know let's go to the Christmas Story house and it's just it's in this little suburb. Uh, the streets are very kind of tiny, uh, you know, narrow, and there's a little bed and breakfast close by. People will stay there and they'll go visit it, but the place was packed. I did not get a chance to go in the house. I just, you know, I saw, took pictures from the outside. I, I saw the backyard. I saw the Bumpus's house. Bumpus! <laughs> those dogs. He hated those dogs. But um, there was a little, there's a store right across the street. And they had everything you could think of. And that place was slammed. A line out the door. I mean, it was just unreal. And, of course, it was obviously shopping to Christmas time. So people were obviously stocking up. And But they had some uh, old cars there from the movie. And 
lot of uh, great memorabilia right there on site. So I took some pictures inside the, you know, the the living room area from the window outside the window and where the leg lamp was and the front porch. I mean, the backyard where uh, the the crooks. Was, oh no, it's Ralphie. Uh, but or uh, uh, Bart was man. I can't. Remember, I'm sorry. I can't remember the. I can't remember the name. But um, anyway, just. Um, just cool stuff, you know, and it was a lot of fun. So just to, just to see the house, I was like, this is amazing. But I, and I just, I, as per the moment, I just, I got there around like right by noon and I didn't think anybody would be there, but no, I was wrong. And there was a lot of people there and they were there to see that house. So the uh, indoor tour was booked all day and I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'll just take some pictures. I'm, I mean, no, we didn't really, I mean, the inside of the house, we can see it from the movie, you know? So it was just. It was fun. It was a great experience. So, um, Black Bart, that was his name. Yeah. So, anyway, it just came to me. But uh, I like the scene where uh, Ralphie's blind and he comes back to visit a little vision he has with uh, Darren, the Gavin, the dad. He goes, What brought you to this lowly state? It, it, it was soap poison. Oh! <laughs> They're so bad at themselves. Because they put the soap in his mouth, wash his mouth out with soap. Anyway, um, of course, the triple dog Darius scene with the kid sticking his tongue to the pole. Uh, it was just classic. But Christmas Story, I mean, you can just relive it every Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So check that out. Uh, a Christmas Story on TBS, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, nonstop, 24-7. And they did a sequel. Recently, a sequel has been released, A Christmas Story Christmas with Peter Billingsley. I have not seen it, so I can't tell you about it, but um, I hope to check that out soon. So um, I think it's available. I'm sure it's on online Netflix or something. I have no idea. So they just released a sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas. And anyway, classic, classic movie. Um, one of the next ones, one of my favorites, Scrooged. Came out in 1988 with Bill Murray. Um, another comedy, I mean, a year before Christmas Vacation, so Bill Murray, I think Bill Murray and Chevy Chase always had kind of a rivalry, but I mean, Bill Murray is just, just tops, it's such a funny guy, and of course it was a spinoff, uh, a, a different twist on the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol, so it was good to see Bill Murray's side of it, I mean, just the humor alone, I mean, just a great cast, Karen Allen, um, John Forsyth from Dynasty, and uh, um, of course, Brian Dole Murray, and it just—it's just a—it's—it's it's a good, you know, heartfelt movie. And uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's appearance in it is also great. And uh, <laughs> he's doing—they're doing that Christmas special, IBC. You will love it. But the opening scene when it's uh, Lee Majors, the six million dollar man. Hey Lee, you've been a good boy this year. <laughs> Elliot Loudermilk, Code Nine. Um, now I have to kill all of you. <laughs> and it's uh, directed by Richard Donner. You know, Donner did a lot of movies. Uh, Superman, he did The Goonies, The Omen, all the Lethal Weapon movies. So it's a, it's a great comedy. Um, John Glover and uh, Robert Mitchum are in it as well. So uh, ju just hilarious. I mean, th just the scenes. I mean, Chris uh, Scrooge, Bill Murray pulls it off, so... If you want a good comedy there, uh, definitely check out Scrooged um, with Bill Murray. Um, a Charlie Brown Christmas, one of my favorites. 
I'll play this nonstop because it's, I mean, it's under an hour, I think. And it came out in 1965, and I'm sure it was just straight for TV. But, um, you know, basically, Charlie Brown, you know, my hero, and, you know, just can't figure it out. You know, he's depressed, and he, but he just uh, something something's missing, and he doesn't know what it is. And that's what I, that's what I like about it, and um, trying to find out the true meaning of Christmas, and Linus, you know, was there to help him, and, but I just love that scene in the beginning where Charlie Brown and Linus are walking into town and they stop and says, I like getting Christmas cards and, you know, and giving gifts and singing Christmas carols, but I'm still not happy. I don't know what it is. And Linus says, Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who could take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. <laughs> he says, maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Anyway. Um, he's right. Charlie Brown would always overanalyze everything. Pretty much, pretty much how I do things um, lately, especially with women. But um, yeah, but Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, the music alone, Vince Guaraldi, uh, his trio, the instrumental, all the instrumental cues for this for this soundtrack. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The soundtrack stays in my iPod year round. I mean, the music is just awesome. It'll put you to sleep. It's very relaxing. Vince Guaraldi knows what he's doing. So uh, check out, if anything, check out the soundtrack too. The soundtrack is as good as the movie. So it's a very short film, obviously, but there's some different other versions of a Christmas or a Charlie Brown Christmas. There's, I mean, there's different, there's additional Christmas uh, uh, videos out there for Charlie Brown. Like it's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. It's, it's not that good. It's not as good as the Charlie Brown Christmas, but anyway, there's other, um, other ones out there, but um Snoopy um, decorates his house, you know, being commercial, commercialized for Christmas. I mean, just good stuff. But um, I like how they focus at the end, you know, how Charlie Brown, after all these years, how Peanuts and Charles Schultz may, I mean, just a genius. All that stuff has still, you know, withstood the test of time today and it's still around. And I just, I just love the message and it's just good, wholesome fun, you know, Charlie Brown, Peanuts and the whole concept that, what the story is about if Christmas is all about it's about the birth of Jesus and that's what they their message is at the end so that it's very positive which is great and you, you don't see that a lot anymore and that's what I love about it is because it's the the true meaning of Christmas it comes out at the end and that's what it's all about so um so yeah I really I I, I enjoy it I, the music everything so uh great great movie of Charlie Brown Christmas um and we're going to get to the other ones. We got Home Alone, 1990, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. I, I tell you what, just I mean, another one. I mean, probably top five out there. You know, top ten at least Christmas movies. Uh, a Chris Columbus film with John Hughes. John Hughes assisted on that as well. Uh, great soundtrack by John Williams, and came out in 1990. Filmed in Chicago. Huge family, the McAllisters. You know, there's even a actually there's recently there's like a meme going around of the picture of the McAllister house, and it's like I'd like to know what Mr. McAllister did for a living to afford a house that huge with all those kids and a, a trip to Paris every year for Christmas or something like that, a Christmas trip with family. I mean, just it's kind of funny. So, but that house, uh, my boss actually is from Chicago, and he told me that that house is in Winnetka, just a. Uh, I think it's northwest suburb of Chicago. 
and he grew up not too far from where that where the house is and it's the same thing kind of similar to christmas story that house is available for tours and people take photos outside of it it's really it's pretty cool so, i mean it's, it's it's amazing that it stood this long you know to um just popular and um so just a great just a great film you know home alone always you know great background movie for sure but daniel stern i'm telling you what the you know the wet bandits <laughs> his that scene at the end with the tarantula on his face and he screams i mean that is just gosh that's so much fun it's so funny i mean you can't stop laughing i mean daniel stern he made he made that film he was just a, just a bumbling burglar you know but anyway um <laughs> And actually, there's another uh, photo around there going around on the internet talking about how if Home Alone happened today, Kevin would wake up, text his mom, and they'd just say, I'm sorry, we're coming back. <laughs> End of the movie. <laughs> but anyway, thankful that it came out, you know, when I was younger. So I was 11 years old when it came out, so I remember seeing it. Just, just classic, never gets old. Uh, Uncle Frank, can't stand him, want to just kick him in the nuts, excuse my language, but that's just how he is, Uncle Frank cheapskate <laughs> um but anyway um home alone uh, all-time greats top 10 at least top five maybe home alone 2 lost in new york came out in 1992 basically takes place a year later in the in the storyline but uh same concept but this year they're going to miami for christmas uh same group and of course this was the age before you know iphones and smartphones power goes out Two, two years in a row. I mean, what are the chances, you know? So, um, but hey, the McAllisters, they could afford it, I guess. So, but uh, everything in New York, uh, my, my 40th birthday, I went to New York City and had a blast. And I stayed in Midtown Manhattan, pretty much stayed in that area. Didn't really venture much uh, around the city, just kind of the Midtown area. But I did go by the Plaza Hotel. And I did a, I recorded a video of myself outside the plaza and I, I, you know, the scene from Home Alone 2 when Kevin has that recording, uh, that tape record, whatever recording device it is. And, and <laughs> Plaza Hotel Reservations is like, howdy do, this is Peter McAllister, the father. Yes, sir. I would like a hotel room, please, with an extra large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with the key. Yes, sir, you need a major credit card upon check-in. Credit card, you got it. <laughs> it's just great. I mean, I could do that whole thing, that whole scene. But, I mean, I, who does that today, right? I, mean, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in high school, and I actually dialed that number. I wanted to make sure it was legit. I mean, obviously, the Plaza Hotel was legit, but I just wanted to try it anyway just to see. And I, I did. I, I dialed the number that was on the commercial in the movie. And it... <laughs> Plaza Hotel might help you. I just hung up. <laughs> I was like, yep, it's, it's real. The number, the number works. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Uh, I think it was like a junior in high school maybe, but that was funny. So you had to have been there. But anyway, Home Alone 2, uh, great cast. Tim Curry is the bellman. Just, you know, he does such a great job. And <laughs> Mr. McAllister and how are we this morning? So, I mean, just he's, he's all, he's trying to prove a point like he, uh, I made the discovery. And uh, Rob Schneider, what kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. <laughs> so, I mean, every, every scene is just, it's just great. And then when he orders the ice cream, 
while he's watching that old man, you know, the, um, I forgive you, but my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> so he's watching uh, Phil, Angels with Filthy, Filthy Souls, you know, and uh, the, the, the waiter from a uh, room service. Two scoops, sir. Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. So anyway, love <laughs> good stuff. And of course, Uncle Frank with his dance, you know, the cool jerk. <laughs> Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to slap you silly. <laughs> Uncle Frank, what a jerk, man. Anyway, look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> oh, man. So Home Alone, Home Alone 2, can't go wrong with those. Good stuff. So uh, 30th anniversary this year of uh, Home Alone 2. So uh, Rockefeller Center, absolutely beautiful sight during Christmas. Uh, I have, I mean, you can obviously tell from TV, but when I was there, it was March of 2019, so... I mean, it was still beautiful, the ice skating, everything. So, I mean, it was a few months away from Christmas, you know, past Christmas. So, I mean, it didn't matter, but it was still beautiful. But, I mean, that's a big deal right there in New York City. But a uh, beautiful area. So, um, moving on, uh, I'm going to run down a couple of movies that take place during Christmas. But don't really seem to be, you know, they don't consider it a Christmas movie. Which, I, I get it, it's a good debate. But I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Die Hard. 1988, Bruce Willis, probably one of the greatest action movies of all time, uh, no doubt. I mean, Bruce Willis, he um, he got his start. I, I don't know if I'm maybe wrong on this one, but I mean, as far as I know, it's pretty. It's, I think it's pretty close. But he got his start in 1984 on season one of Miami Vice, and he was a villain. Uh, I have to, I, have, I can't remember the episode, but I could look it up and. Um, he was, he was a villain. He was a womanizer. He would beat his wife in the movie. He was a bad. He, was a bad, he played a villain perfectly. So Bruce Willis really played the great, a great villain. And he and Don Johnson are still buddies. You know, they, they, they're still good friends to this day as far as I know. But that's where he got his start was Miami Vice. I, I believe so. I have to double check that. But, um, you know, not everybody really considered him like an action star. So this was kind of a coming out for him. And I thought it was an awesome movie. I mean, the one-liners and come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few lifts. You know, so just, and Argyle, the limo driver, and I just, <laughs> when he's, uh, when he's on, the, on the flight and that guy says, you don't like flying, do you? What makes you say that? What gives you that idea? When you get to where you're going, take your shoes and your socks off and make fists with your toes. Fists with your toes. I know it sounds crazy. Trust me, I've been doing it for nine years. Yes, sir. Better than a shower and a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> and Bruce was like, okay. And, and then he gets up and he has a big teddy bear and that guy sees the gun. He goes, sorry, I'm a cop. Trust me, been doing this 11 years. <laughs> but um, the scene when Argyle <laughs> is driving him and he's just asking, keeps asking questions. He always asks many questions, Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> so you divorced just drive the car man <laughs> so annoyed <laughs> and then he puts on the run dmc christmas and hollis and then uh <laughs> john mcclain bruce willis goes you don't you get any christmas music this is christmas music it was december 24th <laughs> i don't know the the lyrics i have to, i mean i do have to look it up but anyway um uh, that's a that's a good one right there um but um, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up real quick. It's a little run DMC. But um, 
uh, Die Hard, the Nakatomi Building. Um, actually, in, in L.A., there's um, it was uh, it's also featured in Lethal Weapon Two. So a little side note there: uh, the scene when in Lethal Weapon Two. This is not Christmas movies related, I know, but the scene in Lethal Weapon Two where Joe Pesci and Mel Gibson go out the window with that other guy, and they fall out of the hotel into the pool. Right next door is the Nakatomi building. So everything was filmed right there in L.A., same location. So I thought that was, um, you know, interesting, um, you know, backstory. So, um, but yeah, so Die Hard, definitely a Christmas film. And it will go down forever as a Christmas film. Here we go. Don't you got any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. This is good rap right here, in my opinion. Classic. Run DMC. Christmas in Hollis. And the Die Hard. And the Die Hard soundtrack, 1988. So, um... Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says. Have your own opinion on it. That's my take. Captain Gambino says that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Another, um, the, the whole, you know, even Hans Gruber, the villain, Alan Rickman, may rest in peace, uh, the villain in Die Hard, uh, played such a great villain. I mean, just the, uh, everything he did and the, the best part the scene at the end when he's he's holding on to uh bonnie bedelia uh holly mclean his wife bruce willis's wife in the movie and he's holding on to um her wrist and then john mclean lets it go let's watch go watch go and he just falls his face and then people there's memes out there saying like it's not christmas until you hans gruber has fallen out of fallen off the nakatomi building so anyway <laughs> his face i mean it just Hilarious! It's really cool behind the scenes on how they filmed that scene right there in Die Hard. So there's a, if you uh, look it up on YouTube, there's some good behind the scenes documentary on Die Hard and all the uh, action sequences. So it's pretty cool stuff. So, so yeah, hands down, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, no doubt about it. So um, next one here, Lethal Weapon, came out in 1987, another Richard Donner movie. Uh, takes place around Christmas. Uh, up to Christmas Eve, actually. So, um, not much really to say about it. It's just that, you know, um, the Murtaugh's had a really cool living room until they got destroyed by Gary Busey and that, um, or, you know, whatever happened. And then that, that Christmas tree was loaded with presents. By the way, backtracking Home Alone 2 at the very end when uh, Duncan's toy chest delivers all those presents, man, that was awesome. How cool was that Christmas morning? So forgive me for back backtrack here, but that Christmas to wake up in the Plaza Hotel in a suite like that—how freaking cool would that be? Would that be? Oh man, I, 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 man, I, just so awesome! It just makes you appreciate your childhood. 
Um, but but that that scene when it's snowing at the Plaza Hotel and all the, that truck is unloading all those presents and it's just like oh man, it just get chills, you know. I mean, it's just such a that's awesome. Anyway, that backtracking there, but the Murtaugh's had a really cool uh, all those, all the presents too. They had a loaded Christmas. They were ready to they were ready to rock and roll that Christmas until Gary Busey, you know, um, had to go off the deep end and Riggs beat him up in the front yard. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, Lethal Weapon uh, takes place during Christmas, 1987. So there's um, Jingle Bell Rock. It actually takes place, the, a good song in that by Bobby Helms in the movie. So uh, FYI. Um, Batman Returns came out in 1992. takes place during Christmas, Gotham City. Um, not much really um, to say about that, but it does take place during Christmas. So they, another one, Batman Returns. Uh, another one is Gremlins, came out in 1984. Classic. Those those Gremlins when they when they're singing the Christmas carols and <laughs> they go see Mrs. Deagle, 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 <laughs> and they're at the bar just destroying the place, and Phoebe Cates is the bartender. I mean, it's just. Just classic, but yeah, the um, it all takes place during Christmas, so it's a uh, great soundtrack by Jerry Goldsmith. So, but um, the Gremlins also a Christmas film takes place during Christmas, so good stuff there. Um, let's see, uh, Trading Places, nineteen eighty-three. Um, just another another classic, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, be sure to check out Trading Places. Uh, I'm not going to mention that because I'm going to, you know, there's so many, so many good one-liners in that movie. I'm not going to give anything away. Go watch Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. You will not be disappointed. Um, <laughs> the very beginning when Eddie Murphy's a homeless Merry Christmas, he's on his knees. That those, <laughs> it's like he's got no legs. It's so funny. Anyway, Trading Places, classic. Uh Another uh, 80s uh, vintage Christmas movie, Santa Claus the Movie, with John Lithgow, Dudley Moore, David Huddleston. Um, it was um, released by the Salkinds, uh, Alexander and Ilya Salkind. They were the masterminds behind the first Superman movie in 1978. So they uh, wanted to do a blockbuster Santa Claus film. So a lot of the sound, sound effects and are from the Superman movies that are in Santa Claus, the movie. Uh, John Lithgow is the villain uh, of BZ Toys, and Dudley Moore, may rest in peace, is the um, one of the elves. So it's uh, basically uh, how uh, Santa Claus comes to life, but it's a really good, you know, classic children's movie, you know, clean, um, wholesome Christmas movie. So good stuff. I mean, just the, the 80s. It was, it was just great. Uh, great great soundtrack. Um, um, yeah, just, just a good good children's family comedy for uh, Santa Claus the movie. But but John Lithgow, he steals the show, really. I mean, he, he's, he's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> You'd have to see it. But anyway, um, Santa Claus the movie. So uh, another one. Uh, let's get back with... Back up to the later on in the 2000s, Elf, Will Ferrell. Um, not a lot of people, I mean, 
I got some family members that don't like Will Ferrell, but I mean, yeah, I get it. Some of his stuff is stupid, but I, he, he nailed it this movie. I mean, he, he did such a good job. And I mean, to <laughs> buddy, <laughs> I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins. I mean, what is that? So, Elf is uh, got some great one liners. Uh, also features James Conn, may he rest in peace. And, um, uh, good soundtrack. Um, actually, some good selections also from Leon Redbone. That's what another thing I want to mention. There's a good song by uh, Leon Redbone and Zoe Deschanel. The one of the um, she's another actress um, in the film, and you know it's called "Baby It's Cold Outside." And apparently that that um, that song is offensive for some reason, and it talks about rape or it talks about how he's gonna he's gonna um, slipper a Mickey or something, and you know, forcing her to stay. I don't, I don't get it. And it's just a, it's just a classic, you know, romantic type song. You know, it's just they're just having a good time at Christmas, you know. So, but I don't understand all that crap. And there's always somebody who's got to ruin it. But I, I like it. It's a great song, baby. It's cold outside. So you know, hey, if you think otherwise, that's your deal. So, but anyway, uh, Elf, um, great, great comedy. When. Um, <laughs> When he finds out that Santa is coming to the toy store to visit, you know, he and Buddy's right there. Santa, it's me, Buddy. Hi, Buddy. How are you? He's, he doesn't know who he is. And you smell like beef and cheese. But um, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing a lot of lot of uh, one-liners out of that. But um, when they the snowball fight, that's classic. And uh, <laughs> he gets hit in the face. Son, son of a nutcracker. But uh, Elf, uh, you can't go wrong there. Good comedy. Uh, 2003. Um Hilarious, so yeah, you will laugh. I mean, it's it's good stuff. Uh, Mary Steenburgen's also in it, and um, just just a classic comedy, you know, family comedy. Um, also with uh, Ed Asner, and and I mentioned the other day, the last time, last podcast, that uh, Ed Asner is in this movie called The Christmas Card. It's not really on the list here, but my dad loves that movie, so Ed Asner is also in that. It's a Hallmark film. Another one called The Christmas Card. If you want to see that, check it out. Help yourself. So, Elf, we got another one. Let's move on to the same year, Love Actually. Love Actually is one of my favorite, one of my favorite films uh, also. I really enjoy this movie. I mean, obviously, I only watch it around Christmas because it takes place during Christmas. Not really dubbed a Christmas movie, I guess, but so many great actors in it. Uh, and it seems like their lives are all intertwined somehow. Uh, Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, uh, Alan Rickman, just um, just, just good, good stuff. So, um Check out Love Actually. It came out in 2003. I love the beginning when uh, he's singing that, Bill Nye is singing that song. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. <laughs> hey, they're doing a remake of his song. you got to see it. Just great. Love Actually came out in 2003, so you'll like that. Um, lots of good storylines uh, you know, pertaining to real life that really hit home in that, in that film. So uh, good stuff. Um, the Family Man, Nicolas Cage, 2000, another one of my favorites. It's actually a under, very underrated film, in my opinion. Um, it's basically the life he could have had. And I guess it is similar to A Christmas Carol in some, some aspects, you know, what he, what could have been. And he really pulls it off. Taylor Leone as his wife. And, you know, really, I mean, he's got everything he wants in life, but he doesn't have a companion and... I guess there's something missing, 
So it's really, it really hits home, and he, he has, a, he's visited by a ghost, I guess, Don Shadle, and it's, it, you, you, oh, it's just great. I mean, he, he's not, he's having to put things together, and he, what's reality, what's what's not, and, but The Family Man came out in 2000, so yeah, really, really good one, a good soundtrack by Danny Elfman, so uh, lots of, lots of, just a good, good heartfelt family comedy, uh, The Family Man. Uh, Jingle All the Way. 1996, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. Hope Sin, by the way, prayers out to Sinbad. Hope he's doing okay. Heard he's having some health health issues, but such a funny guy. Um, uh, get better, Sinbad. Uh, Jingle All the Way, just <laughs> such a funny movie. It's all about Turbo Man, where he's trying, Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to get the Turbo Man doll for his son. And that one day they're going to the Christmas, that going shopping, and the, that toy store opens, and they just bull rush it, and Arnold comes out of nowhere. The Turbo Man doll, they're all gone. <laughs> booster, nobody wants Booster. And then uh, uh, Chris Parnell, who's actually from Germantown, Tennessee, plays one of the toy store, the toy store reps, talking about Turbo Man. And so anyway, it, it's funny. Just a lot of, um, just a lot of you know, zany, um, zany. It's a really good zany comedy of Arnold trying to do whatever he can to get that toy for his son. So check it out. Jingle All the Way. It came out in 1996. Uh, Grumpy Old Men is another good one. came out in 1993. It takes place during Christmas. Um, Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, and, you know, just a love story, but it takes place during Christmas. Good, good stuff, you know. Kind of makes you uh, appreciate life, things like that. So uh, The Family Stone came out in 2005. Uh, actually, very under, another underrated movie uh, takes place during Christmas, where family is coming to visit for the holidays, and um, just things don't go right. And but new relationships are, are formed, and uh, really comes together. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, Diane Keaton, uh, really good good performances. Uh, Rachel McAdams, who's just smoke, in my opinion, and uh, uh, Luke Wilson's in it, and uh, Claire Danes. She's She's a knockout too. So check out the Family Stone. Good, good comedy. Um, and it's fun. So it is a good, good funny comedy. You'll, you'll enjoy that. It takes place during Christmas. So of course you can't go on with the classics: the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Frosty the Snowman, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, The Year Without a Santa Claus, and of course uh, Holiday Inn, Christmas in Connecticut, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the original. Is one of my favorites. I, I like watching that one on whenever it's on. Um, I just the, when, when he had to go to court to prove himself as Chris Kringle, so it's just just classic. The original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. There is a remake with Richard Attenborough, not as good. I, I didn't like it. I didn't really like it that much, but um, it's okay. But the the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Natalie Wood, uh, Maureen O'Hara, really good Christmas movie. Um, and to, I, I would say it's up there, maybe not as prominent, but up there with It's a Wonderful Life, which is next on the list. It's a Wonderful Life, probably hands down, maybe the, one of the, probably the top Christmas movie ever. I mean, Christmas Vacation, probably a great Christmas comedy, obviously, we know that, Home Alone. Um, but It's a Wonderful Life, probably the greatest Christmas movie of all time, just because of the story and the message. Uh, George Bailey. The richest man in town. I mean, he's got everything, and something happens Christmas Eve, and it just all goes haywire. And he thinks it's you know the end of the world, and he wishes he'd never been born. And 
and that's where the story really takes a, a huge twist. So it comes on every Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve, excuse me, on NBC. And I'm very surprised that it's still on NBC, just the way they are with their, you know, their political agendas and things like that. But, uh, but it's I'm glad they're still doing that. So they're, you know, it's a wonderful life. It's just one of the probably the greatest movie of all time, Christmas movie of all time. So I know I'm jumping around uh, with the order here, but um, just such a great message that's sent in that in that film. You know, no man is a failure who has friends. He finally got his wings, Clarence. I mean, just, um, oh, Joseph, Joseph. So, <laughs> classic. I mean, it's, it's, such, it's good humor. It's got a great story. So if you have not seen it, it's a black and white. There is a color version, I'm sure, but it's in black and white. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life by Frank Capra. He was the, the that's his baby. So, um, and of course, uh, there's some other funny ones out there that, um, that take place during Christmas. Um, you got Mixed Nuts is a, is a good one. Steve Martin. Um, you, you'd like that one. Check out Mixed Nuts. A good comedy. Um, didn't really get a lot of, you know, critics kind of bashed it a little bit, but I thought it was hilarious. So came out in 1994. So check out Mixed Nuts. Um, Steve Martin. Good stuff. Uh, and then, of course, um, White Christmas, Holiday Inn, I mentioned that earlier. Um, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. I actually met Judge Reinhold. Uh, he's a supporting actor in the Santa Claus movies. Met him in 2009, and I I think I may have mentioned it on a different podcast, but great guy, funny guy. Um, those those are good films, the Santa Claus. That was when uh, Disney was still cool. So, And uh, Edward Scissorhands also takes place during Christmas, so that's a Johnny Depp, uh, Tim Burton movie. And... Uh, you know, weird, kind of weird film, but, but takes place during Christmas, of course. And there's a new one that just came out. It's on Apple TV only. It's called Spirited with uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, brand new uh, this year, so I haven't had a chance to see it, but it's on Apple TV only. So I'll be sure to check that out some, at some point. But uh, Ryan Reynolds is, is probably the, one of the hottest actors out there today. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, you know, those two are probably just killing it in Hollywood, definitely. So, But um, those are my Christmas movies. I uh, kind of ran through those. Actually, I want to mention a couple other things. My, my favorite shows, also TV shows, were Seinfeld, uh, Smallville, and Saved by the Bell. Uh, each, each of those shows have its own Christmas episodes. Seinfeld, this is actually coming up the 25th anniversary of Festivus, December 23rd. There is an episode in the final season of Seinfeld, and... Um, it's called The Strike, where Kramer works at a bagel shop, and it's during Christmas. But Frank Costanza doesn't celebrate Christmas, so he invented his own holiday, and they called it Festivus. And there's actually people out there that celebrate Festivus. There's no tree. It's an aluminum pole. And there are, you know, instead of telling how much you love everybody for the holidays, you tell them how much they've, you, they've disappointed you. It's called, the, and then there's the feats of strength. I'm telling you if, you, if you don't even like the show, just watch that episode. It's season nine. The strike, and it, it, it's the Festivus episode, and that's where George comes up with the human fund. I mean, just cla classic Seinfeld. Um, Saved by the Bell, one of my favorite shows. Mark Paul Gosselar, he and I had the same birthday, March first. We are five years apart, but there is a Christmas episode. There's a two-part Christmas episode. It came out in 1991. It's called A Home for Christmas, where Zach meets a homeless girl, and and the and her father 
and she gets a job at the mall, and there's this mix-up. She gets accused for stealing, and it doesn't happen, and it's just really good, you know, how it all comes together, and they're, you know, um, inviting them in for Christmas and making them feel at home. So it's, it's a good good message, you know. So uh, Saved by the Bell, I think it's season four uh, or season three, uh, A Home for Christmas. So that, that's a good, good two-part episode. And also uh, Smallville, there's an episode where uh, Clark has to deliver presents and Santa Claus is out. So it's, 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 nah, it's kind of dumb, but it's pretty cool. Superman is helping Santa Claus. So anyway, but throwing that out there. So, But um, that's, that's pretty much my rundown. I, I know it was kind of, it wasn't the, the greatest list, but that's my opinion, my, my, my Christmas films that I enjoy. I look forward to watching them somehow, some point. If when, when they're on TV, but uh, oh man, I totally forgot one. I'm so sorry. Bad Santa. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say if there's so many good one-liners in that. It was John Ritter's last movie. May he rest in peace. And Bernie Mac is also in it. Rest in peace. Uh, it's just Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, every year it's a, they they they're gonna try to knock off a mall and they study the. Uh, the layout of the mall and how they can get into the, the vault and rob it Christmas Eve. I mean, it's just, it's a great, it's a pretty cool little concept they come up with, but Bernie Mac is head of security and he wants in on it. So he finds out about it. So it's just, it's, it's great. I mean, it is dirty. It is nasty. Billy Bob Thornton is hilarious though. I mean, he's just a, he's just a piece of shit in really in this movie. He just, you know, he, <laughs> but she's, <laughs> You can't help but laugh. I mean, it's just <laughs> the way he talks to the kids. I mean, it's just funny. So anyway, check out Bad Santa. came out in 2003. There is a sequel, but I have not seen it, and I heard it wasn't that good. So, But anyway, check out the first Bad Santa, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, that's that's about it this week for the Cabana. You know, I don't really have much else going on. Oh, yeah, we're going to run down some college football. I'm going to uh, – we're going to pull up the uh, bowl games. I'll give you the uh, – Rundown of the bowl games coming up um, for the end of this year and into the uh, college football playoff. So, um, anyway, but uh, the Christmas movies, that was kind of a uh, um, just something I wanted to, I've always wanted to talk about. I mean, there's so many, so many Christmas films out there. I mean, I mean, geez, Hallmark has their own dedicated channel, I'm sure, for all that. There's a, Lots of kids' Christmas movies. I mean, you got the Mickey Mickey Mouse, the Disney Christmas Carols, the Muppet Christmas Carol, stuff like that. Those are still good too. But um, just Christmas movies in general, there's always great Christmas music. Uh, but the Charlie Brown soundtrack is probably the the one I'll always listen to during the holidays, along with uh, you know Christmas Vacation. Uh, of course, Wham. Um, Last Christmas is one of my favorites too. It's a good you know good song. Um, but I'm an '80s guy, so that's 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 my take. But um, anyway, that's my that's my rundown of, of Captain Cambino's Cabana and his Christmas films. I uh, hope you enjoyed that list, and uh, be sure to check them out whenever you can, and enjoy them this holiday season, and um, have a good laugh. So we're gonna get we're gonna jump over to college football, and I'm gonna talk about the uh, upcoming bowl games, and I'm just gonna do a rundown of each game and who's playing, and um, and I'm sure if you have a uh, office pool. For the bowls, jump in on that, man. Win some money. You know, it's good stuff. Um, the uh, I do a little bit of parlays here and there on a FanDuel and uh, BetMGM. So uh, harmless, harmless little gambling, you know, here and there. But um, 
that's uh, it's good stuff. So, I mean, hey, you got a chance to win. If you're good at it, go for it. But um, bowl games are always fun because uh, it's it's any, I mean, they're all usually high scoring and but there's just so many bowl games. I mean, they're just it's it's outrageous how many game how many bowls there are. So and the, and the names too. I mean, that's that's the best part of it. So here we go. We're going to kick off here. Bowl games start next Friday, December sixteenth. We got the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, in the Bahamas, obviously, it's Miami, Ohio versus UAB. We got um, the Cure Bowl, uh, number twenty-four Troy versus number twenty-five Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Uh, December seventeenth, the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati and Louisville at Fenway Park in Boston. Celebration Bowl, Jackson State versus North Carolina Central in Atlanta. Congratulations to Deion Sanders at Jackson State, a phenomenal job, and the new head coach at Colorado. Coach Prime's going to make some huge changes at Colorado. I look forward to seeing it. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, Las Vegas Bowl um, at Allegiant Stadium, number 14, Oregon State versus Florida. The Los Angeles Bowl, Washington State versus Fresno State. Lending Tree Bowl, Rice versus Southern Mississippi. New Mexico Bowl, SMU versus BYU. The Frisco Bowl, Boise State versus North Texas. December 19th, we got the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall versus Connecticut. Tuesday, December 20th, we got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State. The Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty versus Toledo. I actually used to live in Boca Raton, worked at uh, Geek Squad, it sucked. Boca's fine, but the job sucked. Anyway, random thought. December 21st, New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. December 22nd, the Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor versus Air Force. December 23rd, the Gasparilla Bowl, Wake Forest versus Missouri. Independence Bowl, Houston versus Louisiana. Christmas Eve, December 24th, Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee State versus San Diego State. December 26th, the Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. December 27th, the First Responder Bowl, Memphis versus Utah State. By the way, Memphis got ripped off last year. I'm just going to throw that out there. University of Memphis was going to play in the, the Hawaii Bowl last year. They flew all out all the way out there, and they canceled it. That would suck. That sucks. I, mean, I hope they got a good compensation for that, but that would suck. Flying all the way out there to Hawaii, and they canceled the game on you? Anyway, typical Hawaii, right? Um, um, and it was because of that virus that they're still talking about sometimes out there, whatever. Uh, the Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina. Camellia Bowl, Buffalo versus Georgia Southern. Guaranteed Rate Bowl, there's one. Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin. December 28th, we've got the Military Bowl, Duke versus Central Florida. Liberty Bowl, Arkansas versus Kansas. The Holiday Bowl, number 15, Oregon versus North Carolina. The Texas Bowl, Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. December 29th, we got the Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota versus Syracuse. The Cheez-It Bowl, Body by Cheez-It, number 13, Florida State versus Oklahoma. The Alamo Bowl, number 12, Washington versus number 20, Texas. December 30th, the Orange Bowl, number 6, Tennessee versus number 7, Clemson. That's in Miami. That should be a good one. Duke's Mayo Bowl, number 23, North Carolina State versus Maryland. The Sun Bowl, number 18, UCLA versus Pittsburgh. The Gator Bowl, number 19, South Carolina versus number 21, Notre Dame. That might be a showcase right there. 
Arizona Bowl, Ohio versus Wyoming. New Year's Eve, this is the college football playoff. The Fiesta Bowl, number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU in Glendale, Arizona. That should be a good one, no doubt. Other part of the playoff, the Peach Bowl, number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State in Atlanta. The Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. The Sugar Bowl, number five, Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State. January 2nd, the Relia Quest Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State versus Illinois. The Citrus Bowl, number 17, LSU versus Purdue. The Cotton Bowl Classic, number 10, USC versus number 16, Tulane in Dallas. Actually, this will be, I think this will be a good one. Tulane has had such a phenomenal season. The Green Wave, my high school mascot was the Green Wave. I'm loving it. Tulane is on a, I mean, they're really uh, riding the wave, no pun intended right now, but I think that's going to be a great game. USC and Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. I'm looking forward to it. The Rose Bowl game, number eight, Utah versus number 11, Penn State. And then finally rounding out January 9th is the College Football National Championship in Inglewood, California. And of course, there's NFL action, Christmas, Christmas Day and uh, New Year's Day. Uh, so lots of football coming up. It's going to be awesome. That is this week's segment of the Cabana. You know, I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, I really filled the hour there. And I just, I know I'll kind of randomly jump around talking about Christmas and things like that, Christmas movies. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. So um, let's, um, looking forward to the next one. And if there's, um, be sure to check out the Cabana if you have any questions. Uh, Instagram, it's at Captain Cambino. Twitter is at Captain Cambino. And if you have any questions through email, you know, send me an email, whatever, not no big deal. Um, you can tell me how much this podcast sucks or if it's good. Maybe a big turd, you know, whatever. It's uh, CaptainCambino at gmail.com. So you've been listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana, Friday, December 9th, 2022. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, holiday, safe holiday travels. Uh, Christmas time is fun. So it's all about the birth of Jesus and celebrating, you know, family and loved ones and appreciating what that man did for all of us and gave his life for us. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Um, got some new topics to bring up next time. Um, some other, um, we'll see what happens. But I hope you enjoy this one. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana. Have a great weekend. Go chill. Permission to come aboard.